welcome to episode 87 of the Game Sharks podcast. My name is Andrew. My name is Jeff. And my name is Tikon. We are talking about Deathloop this week. Uh, it has come hot out the gates uh, in terms of its um, reception. A lot of people are raving about it, and we may just rave about it as well. But first, we're going to talk about our shark bites. Guys, I'm going to go first because I'm really excited about this one. After nearly one year of waiting, uh, my large shipment of video game vinyls from IM8Bit finally arrived. uh, And now I have a lot of my holy grails of the video game music vinyl world uh namely persona 5 the new persona 5 royal uh selection that came out cuphead journey shadow of the colossus lots of good stuff and i'm really excited about it so very cool so jeff i believe you have uh you have some stuff as well yeah uh i feel like we have to touch on the nintendo direct that just happened about two hours ago uh some pretty cool stuff announced there's a new 3d kirby game that looks like a like a 3d super mario game but with kirby which is pretty cool they announced the nintendo switch online expansion pack so we're gonna get n64 and sega genesis games on the switch online service so that's really really cool they listed a lot of like really sweet n64 games um which i don't even know if i need because my n64 is still hooked up to my tv and i own all of those games and Sonic the Hedgehog is bad, and what else do you use a Genesis for? So, you know. Um, I mentioned to you briefly, I don't understand why anyone would want to play a Bayonetta game. That trailer looked, like, insane and not in a good way to me. Uh, but hey, that's just me. I don't I like it, 3D it ac- character action games. It looked insane in, like, a giant kaiju with fighting with hair over to Japan kind of way. That looks awesome. Yeah, no, I hate the whole concept of her just fighting with her hair, and it looked not good to me but yeah whatever some splatoon 3 stuff i like the big thing here obviously for us is they announced that they're announcing the last smash character on october 5th which i'm excited about personally um they showed some more stuff for the super mario superstars part or mario party superstars which is really cool um castlevania advance collection came out today just downloaded on my switch can't wait to play through those three castlevania games and dracula x is on there which is rondo of blood which is the game that richter is from and is very hard dracula x is rondo of blood yes oh i think uh it's the american version there's yeah it's like slightly different versions um we saw more about project triangle strategy which is no longer a project. It's just is triangle it just triangle strategy. strategy now? Great, they just went with it. Um, some weird like tabletop card game thing from Square Enix that I might try the demo for just because why not? It's it's um, the perfect game for you, Jeff. It's literally all cards. Yeah, everything's a card. The characters are cards. The enemies are cards. The locations are cards. It's just cards. Uh, so yeah, some pretty cool stuff. I'm sure people will be screaming on the internet because. I don't know. Mario Kart 9 wasn't announced, but whatever. I thought it was decent. But yeah, that's that's all I wanted to talk about briefly. Uh, it shouldn't be, because the biggest thing that came out of this Nintendo Direct was the English voice cast for the Super Mario Brothers oh my God, animated I forgot about movie. That. How could you forget, <laughs> Jeff? I forgot. All right, it so wasn't here's, on the list I was just looking at. here's the scoop. We got Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach, uh... Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Jack Black as Bowser, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, 
every single one of those is a real casting that happened in real life, and I am mind blown by it. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. I feel so many emotions about it. Watching them reveal each cast member one by one in the direct, every every time another one appeared, I just burst into another fit of laughter because of how ridiculous it all seems. Yes, that was me. Every time they showed someone new, I was just like, this couldn't get any like more insane. Uh, and then so, it's yeah. like Jack Black is Bowser. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's every name they just dropped. I was just like, this is incredible in the worst way possible, yeah. or or terrible in the best way. I don't know. And then, but I'm excited regardless. The other the other notable one was Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, which is yeah, like, it's just oh, it's incredible. Big Finn. Um, but with that out of the way, Tikon, what's do you have a thing? Uh, not. Really, I didn't get to watch the direct, but I am excited for the N64 games to come because I never had an N64, and I think I could probably count on one hand how many times I've ever played an N64 in my life. So, wow. yeah, uh, that'll be fun. And uh, of course, I'm super excited that Sega Genesis games are coming to the Switch as well. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, we can jump right in to our discussion of Death Loop. Uh, so before we get anywhere with it, um, Jeff, I know you have beaten it. I have beaten Death it. Tikan, how, how far along are you? What is your status? Oh, I really don't know how to gauge how far along I am with this game. How many um, hours? Yeah, maybe like four, five. I'm not okay. super. I don't think I'm super. I don't know. Like how long did it take you guys to beat this? Around 15. Yeah, I was like in the 13 to 14 hour range. Okay. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm so you played, the you've, Yeah, the you played a decent amount. Yeah, a decent bit. All right. Well, uh so with that, we're not going to be spoiling the story obviously since Tcon is, you know, only a part of the way through it. Um but we are going to talk about the the mechanics of the game and the structure uh and, and pretty much all surrounding aspects of it. Um, so basically, Deathloop, if for those who don't know, is a uh, time loop game, which are apparently becoming more and more prevalent. This is the, the year, year of the loop, man. The year of the loops, because uh, we had this and and uh, Loop Hero and uh, Twelve Minutes and Returnal. Um, and there's that other one too. There's that other one. I don't remember what it is though. I don't remember the name. Did yeah. it come out like two weeks ago or something? Uh, like a month, but people really liked it. Yeah. Uh, so. A lot of loop, a lot of loop games this year, so they seem to be becoming more and more of a trend. And Deathloop is another spin on that, uh, on that idea. So it's basically a, it's a first-person shooter, and the game takes place on an island, and that island is subject to a time loop. And the uh, way that the loop is powered in game is through the like the existence of these eight individuals known as visionaries. And so, uh, if all eight visionaries die within a single loop. Uh, then the loop breaks and it, it's it's over, uh, and so that is the purpose. That's the goal of the main character. You play as uh, Colt, and that's basically it. You know, you're thrown into the game and you're just like, I don't know why, but I want to break the loop. And then you're like, okay, time to go kill all these visionaries. And so the game, uh, the island is broken up into four districts, uh, and all of these districts have like one layout. But the thing that makes it cool is that each like the not the layout itself but the the guards or people in 
the in the district and uh maybe some of the areas open up or close during uh four different time periods which the game is broken up into so you can go to areas in uh the morning the in noon afternoon and evening and depending on which time of day you go to a specific district different events will occur and different people will be in certain places so there essentially become 16 levels uh in the game to play with and so you uh you it's almost like a level select like every time the game moves from from a different period of time to the next you can select which level to go to and then once you go in you can kind of do whatever you want yeah um i think going into it that that confused me i thought going into this game it was going to be more open than it was uh like i thought i didn't realize they were going to be broken up into four levels and it was just one big world and i kind of liked that it was broken up into four levels because it the thing that this game succeeds so much at is giving you all of these bite-sized chunks and everything is very digestible and doable and like i personally i've never been a huge fan of traditional or like time loop games like this uh i historically have never been fond of Majora's Mask just because I get so stressed out with the fact of like, oh, uh, I want to accomplish this task and I need to do it in this certain time window. But if I screw something up, then I have to go back to the beginning and then wait until that time window. And it is like always so stressful for me. Um, And the only other game that I thought has been successful in the time loop is... um, the one that we played in the space, Outer Wilds. Yes, Outer Wilds is incredible. And this game is very different from Outer Wilds. Um, And like you were saying, it's like you're choosing a time of day and a location. And so, yeah, when you first start off the game, I didn't realize that's how it was going to play out. I assumed uh, it was open and it was like linear time-wise. Um, so the fact that it's broken up into four locations and four time make it very easy to play and it removes all of that stress because once you go to a location, like if you say, all right, it's the morning and I'm going to go to, uh, up them, you can go there and you have as much time as you want. There's no time limit. You go there, you can do whatever you need to do. And then you decide, okay, now I'm going to leave. You go back to the exit of the level and then you move on to the next time period which is um noon. no noon yeah. um so removing that level of stress and like urgency and yeah ir- urgency that comes with time loops games uh m- gave you the freedom to like really explore and digest everything that's going on here and i love the yeah. idea like okay there's four contained levels Go at it. Go explore it. Find every nook and cranny. Learn how this one level works in this time period where people are going to be, what they're doing. Uh, and then, so like from the start of the game where you're like kind of crouch walking everywhere and figuring out where people are too, by the time you get to the end of the game and you're using your abilities, like which we haven't touched on yet, but there's like a shifting ability which is basically like a teleport. And you can just be like teleporting around because you know, I can go here and not be seen and then I can go here and I can drop down and kill this guy. It just becomes like a very fluid game by the end of it. And that process of going from not knowing anything to mastering this space and your movement in it is so satisfying. Yeah, and the levels are designed so so smartly because there are so many different 
like choices that you have to tackle any given problem. Like you mentioned, Jeff, with the uh, with the slabs, which is what they're called. Each basically each of the visionaries, almost all of them have a slab, which it gives you a particular them, right? power. Yeah, I think five or six. Um, and so these slab, you can equip two of the slabs at once, uh, and then once you kill visionaries more times on repeat loops once you have already obtained their slab you get upgrades for it and so that'll give it some additional powers like one of the upgrades i got for the shift slab was a uh like i think it was i don't remember what it was called but it was a tempest kick basically where you could like you could press a button while teleporting and you would do a drop kick at the end of the animation and so you could just teleport around and kick people off ledges and it was awesome Uh, i never got that one but i got one where i could be in the air and use my uh, teleport, and I would hover in the air to give me time to like aim and go exactly where I want, which is so cool. Yeah. So like, there's an attack version of it, and there's also a utility version of it. And so there's like, there are multiple. Yeah. There's like, a version upgrade. of it. There's an upgrade for. There's four upgrades for each one, I believe, because the the other one is the one that doubles the distance. Yep. I had uh, that one. And the last one, I got all four of them. There's a trophy for unlocking all of the upgrades for a particular slab. But the last one is that it you can swap positions with an enemy. Um, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, that's so cool. there are so many, and like that's all, that's all encompassed in just one ability. Yeah, that's so, one. <laughs> so like there's four or five other slabs. There's all of the different guns. All Like you have an entire like melee move set essentially where you can sneak up behind people and, and kill them. Uh, or you can just like hack away at them with your machete. Um, there, so there's so much creativity in this game in terms of how you can not only move around your environment, but how to tackle each problem, the way that you interact with the world, because there's things in the overworld like turrets. You have a the other power you have hack-a-ma-jig. at all times is the, is the hackamajig, where you can <laughs> hack into turrets, hack into uh, into mines and trip wires and uh, and like locks and stuff. Uh, and so you can hack a deployable turret, pick up the turret, slide it into an open space, and employ it, and then it'll kill enemies. Uh, and so, and like you can do that, or you can sneak around and kill everybody, or you can completely avoid everyone entirely. There's like a, so much stuff that you can do. Uh, and I think that it, it's important, Jeff, like you said, the lack of urgency present in the levels because this game is just as much a first-person shooter as it is a mystery and an information-gathering game like Outer Wilds was. You know, because Outer Wilds was all physics and all, like, you know, the scientists' experience just collecting information and forming hypotheses and stuff. So this Deathloop has a similar feature that Outer Wilds did, where, like, Outer Wilds had the the board in your ship where it like kind of everything that you found, every nugget of information, every like lead that you had was kind of plotted out on this fittingly enough, Charlie day style conspiracy theory board. Uh, and so death loop, because it does a similar thing where it has leads. And so every bit of information that you collect gets stored away in your menu and you can access it at any time. And it'll give you leads at to where to go next, where people, where characters are going to be, what events are happening. Like, personality traits of the characters so you can try and like predict what they're going to do and that part of the game is so satisfying because it, like you're unraveling this mystery organically and it like it feels like every time you do anything it is progressing the story and and you are finding out more and, and becoming a you know larger part of this world you are unraveling another bit of this mystery as you go so i didn't know that checklist or that like 
spider graph or whatever you want to call it yeah. existed until like a third of the way into me playing the game i was just going into oh. levels and just running around and seeing what i could learn and find out for the while and then I've, i started to like hit a wall and be like oh, i feel like i don't know what i need to be doing right now and then i just started looking through my menus and saw that where it was keeping track of like stuff that i did and was telling me okay you learned this thing okay like you learn that charlie goes here and does this thing on this day so you need to go get this code to go access this place where charlie is charlie being one of the visionaries and i was like oh that changes everything and then you can highlight that or select that so it will it'll put like waypoint markers on your map uh, or like when you're selecting the level and the time of day to like hey if you go here at this time of the day you can work on finding this information to progress the story and like, i didn't know that existed so once i that i discovered that and it all clicked and i was like man this game is incredible because the game the arcane wants you to not worry about having to like stress about finding all this stuff out and keeping track of it all in your head and like yeah, remembering stuff. remember everything they are like we want you to go into these levels and just play with the mechanics like we're going to tell you the goal and it's up to you to figure out how you want to achieve that goal using the different powers and your movement options um and like the fun of just learning everyone all the visionaries like patterns and stuff and their connections to the other visionaries and reading all of this there's so much to read in this game and you learn a lot about the characters by reading the papers and listening to the audio logs which shout out to and this is a like a, a more general statement like this game does a great job at the minor things that other games have done wrong like learn lessons from other games over the years like when you pick up an audio log nothing's more frustrating than when you pick up an audio log in the game and you're listening to it and then you walk away from the audio log and you can't hear it anymore and you go back and have to start it again with this you could pick up an audio log and you can hear it and it's playing through your controller which i thought was really cool i enjoyed um and you can walk away and go start doing other stuff while still listening to the audio log and just like small stuff like that small minor quality of life touches i feel like are sprinkled throughout the game and you don't even notice them because everything just works so smoothly if that makes sense yeah no it's the same thing as like the haptics on the ps5 controller it's like unless you are specifically looking for it it's something that you won't even second guess uh and this game does so much stuff like that and it's the the characters in this game too like part of the reason why the i think that the game's narrative works so as well as it does is because all of the visionaries are these like larger than life personalities and the writing in this game is so fucking good it's so it's some of the best writing i just the characters of cult and juliana who juliana being like there's only four characters in the game that remember each loop you and juliana being the main two uh so like she's talking to you constantly and just listening to their conversations if it's some of the most natural like back and forth banter i've heard in a video game ever yeah and the the, the coolest part about it is that you hear a new conversation every single time period that you enter like every time you start a level colt and juliana will have this exchange and every time it's a different conversation which is like the amount of writing in this game purely on a, on a numerical basis is insane but it's all hilarious it's all like you know clever like yeah there's a lot of profanity because a lot of games are are doing that now where they'll just you know kind of drop f-bombs in every other sentence but like i feel i with this you know with the tone of this game i felt like it just worked because the whole point the impetus of this game is like they the basically in the island that they're on 
the loop itself is like this construct powered by a big machine. So it was like specifically engineered for this group of people on this island to, you know, become immortal and to live forever and just party every single day of their lives, you know? And yes. that, so like the game's tone, the game's writing reflects its tone and which is awesome. Yeah. Like running around the map and seeing all the NPCs like progressively get drunk throughout the day. And just like, by the end, they're all just like, Woo, yeah. Like there's just one girl dancing on top of a tank and she's like, party, get the batteries. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, just the progression of the world throughout the loop is so interesting. I was hearing other people talk about it and then started to notice it myself. Of like, If you start shooting a lot of people in the head, by the last day, they start wearing a lot of helmets and stuff like that. It's yeah. just so minor and awesome. It's so cool. Everything oh, about this do, game huh? is so well thought out. Yeah, because the cool part about the story, too, is like... The character, everybody else in the game already knows who you are. It's not like Colt is this third party who showed up on the island and was like, I want to break the loop. Colt is an existing character mm -hmm. in that ecosystem who at some point decided that he wanted to break the loop. So everybody already knows who he is and knows that he wants to break the loop, which explains why it's basically man versus the world. Uh, yeah. And everyone's like shit talking to you the whole time. Yeah, and like if you if you start a ruckus, all the NPCs will be like, "There better not be cold." Yeah. It's oh, hilarious. there's that one guy. Yeah, this, I love uh, it. It's so good, and so like the uh, just uh, it's it's it was just such a blast, tra like figuring everything out, learning everything about all these characters, and like the because from the audio logs you hear not only you know the characters interact with each other, but even in their writing, like, cause they'll all send messages to each other through like the mini comms and the, and like, you'll find letters scattered around and just like each character is always seems to have a present personality in whatever they're being portrayed through. Like, I think Frank and Charlie are the two most standout ones because during, in their writing, they just have this particular style and it always stands out and you're like, okay, this is just how that character is, you know? Yeah, every character in this game is so memorable and interesting. It's going to be hard when we get to the game of the year discussion and talk about best new character because like I could easily put up almost every one of the visionaries as like a the top new character for this year. They're so they're so fun. I love them. Yeah, except and like the, that's a big the, part the of it. Correct answer is two bit. Oh, I was gonna. I love two bit. Master Charlie is angry. <laughs> So two so two bits like this AI that one of the dudes like took out half of his brain to to like get to work and he's just so interesting and his influx and the way he speaks is so up and down and not in the right places. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know uh, uh, both of you really, but what your uh, preferred play style is. Because I, I personally, like yeah, like what slabs did you use? What guns did you go with? Because the, I think maybe like it works as both a strength and a weakness to this game. I think with the residuum part. So basically, eventually in the game, you obtain this resource called residuum, and you can spend residuum to infuse your weapons and and your upgrades so that they are retained throughout each loop. Um, and so on one hand. 
it's great that you don't lose all of your good equipment. But as Jeff pointed out to me a little while after both of us started the game, Jeff found a really, really good weapon very early on and, of course, used Residuum to retain it. And from there, it's like, okay, well, now is the game just on easy mode? Like, is it just a trivial matter? Like, yeah. That was um, a big downside for me because I found the only true sniper and the best silenced weapon in either late second loop or early third loop. So, and I used, so like, let's say what, three hours in, and I used those two guns for the entire rest of the game. I never unequipped those guns. And then I was like, right, well, I got to have one shotgun. So I found a really good shotgun early. And then I found like a slightly better one. I don't know, maybe like eight hours in. But I basically used the same two guns for the entire thing. So like that felt a bit of a bummer to me. Because the idea, there's guns everywhere. And they all do like these different minor things that can like adjust to your play styles. But being able to yeah. kill someone from a distance with a silenced weapon. And then not have everyone be alerted to you is very important in this game and then being able to kill someone from a very very far distance and be able because this sniper you can hold it down to charge it up to do massive damage so like one shotting visionaries with it and it's just like at it's one on one hand super cool on the other hand it's kind of a bummer but i don't know like i'm assuming you guys didn't have that same experience yeah well i mean i Tikan, you're uh, you're kind of far. You're, you're not very far in the game. So, what are you rocking right now? Uh, I've only obtained one slab. Okay. Oh wow, that's you're the, super early. Yeah, and that's well, I I haven't had a lot of time to play. Yeah, that's um, fair. And it's the Nexus Nexus one. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Where yeah. you can like make enemies stick together. Uh, I hardly ever use that. Uh, I just got the uh, dual pistols that you can turn into an SMG again. I found that in the fir very first loop. Um, so this, I think I'm only on my second loop. So then I went and made sure I got them again, but I haven't really used them. Uh, I've been using one of the, like, the small pistol SMGs that's silenced. I mainly just carried that around. And, you found that uh, in the complex, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah, fair. in uh what's his face's lab, not mm -hmm. Charlie, the other guy. Igor? I think so. Is that the scientist, Igor? Yeah, Igor. Maybe. I have yeah, no idea. That's that's the silence pistol that I found and I used it. It's my number one weapon throughout the entire game. Um Yeah, it's purple. Mm hmm Yeah. Uh so I've been using that a lot. And I found two of the what is it? The like the four or not forefather, but Oh, the four pounder. Four pounder, yeah. I found, I had found two of them, but I, I ended up dying, so I lost one, and I couldn't find it again. I, but the one that I found again was it. When you shoot it, the round explodes into uh, into poison ball of gas. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I used that one. So that for one's kind of cool. You got that off of what's her face? Yeah, Wenji. No. Wenji. Yeah. Wen no. no. Harriet. Harriet. Oh, that's so, right. Harriet. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I've killed her in uh, Wenji. Yes. I think each yeah. twice now. Um, but pretty much anything that moves, I kill. Like, I make sure I go through the uh, entire map and kill every single person. So you're a guns blazing guy. Oh, yeah. I, like, I right. try and go in quiet, and then I'm like, nah. And then I just will run up. I'll 
a lot of times I get almost I get killed by a turret because I just run into it uh, and run into people. Yeah, I'm very much going there, guns blazing. Yeah, see, I played the opposite. Everything that moves. I yeah. I was very sneaky, very silent. I always had the shift equipped, uh, and I was like jumping around rooftops a whole bunch, which was super fun. Uh, I used Nexus for a while because if you run into a group of people and you Nexus them and then shoot one of them in the head, they all just die instantly. Yeah. Wait, that's, um, really? That's how that works? Yeah, that's, that's what, how, it how that works. If you throw the Nexus at someone and you know that green line that connects them all together... Yeah. yeah, whatever you do to one of them will happen to the rest of them. So you just shoot oh. one of them in the head and they all die. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's so cool. it's super useful. Uh, but eventually I, I ended up it. switching to uh, what's the Aether? Is that the Aether, invisibility the invisibility. One? Yeah, I switched to that after a while because there were some sequences where not letting people know I was there was very important. Um, so I used that in the later parts of the game. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of sneaking around. I got a um a personal trinket that made it so that my hackamajig worked from very very far away which yep. i felt like became very essential for how i was playing so i would i would hack turrets and stuff from super far away some of my favorite moments were like uh where the first time if you go to f- the the place where frank is in the morning yeah. um and he's in his like music studio I set up a bunch of turrets there before I unlocked the door, so everyone just walked out the door, and there was four or five turrets there, and they all just got mowed down, and I didn't have to do anything. I think it's I, like, did a, I did a similar thing to Frank, actually. Yeah, it's clever thinking, like, or the game allowing you to have clever thinking like that that makes it so enjoyable. Yeah, There's so many I, ways to tackle situations. I haven't really tried to set traps yet, but like, I yeah, like not they're super like, far you... into the game yet, so... Like, there's a... I, I don't remember how to do it, but if you... There's a, like, Charlie's video... Like, basically, Charlie's character is that he's a game developer, but he kind of makes these... Charlie. Like, real-life games, like, almost like you would find, like, like a pinball... Not pinball. Paintball uh, room. Uh, but, like... It's like it's like designed that way. It's like a 3D space that you physically walk into. So there's one of those, and apparently the entire foundation of that is built on a rocket. So you can somehow set the rocket off and like burn everybody in that vicinity to death. So like there's a ton of of creativity involved in in how you can tackle any situation. Um, but I I kind of played somewhere in the middle of you guys. I had a I I always had the shift equipped just because I love teleporting. Uh, yeah, there was so, a, and I so, I kind of cycled out my my other powers based on the order in which I got them. I started out with Nexus and was you know using that for a while, and then I got Carnesis, which is uh, kind of like this telekinetic ability where you can move uh, people with with like mind blasts almost. Um, and so I had that for a little while, and then once I got Ether, I just used Ether for the rest of the time. Uh, because the combination of teleportation plus invisibility is just too good. Yeah, it was super helpful, especially like if you have that slower play style. Yeah, it like slowing it down and taking those. That's the two best combination, I think, for sure. Yeah. So, but I had those abilities, but I also got so every visionary drops a particular weapon, which is uh. In terms of rarity, an epic weapon, I think, or like a they're purple, all purple, purple, which is one of the rarer uh, or stronger weapons. Um, so early on, I killed Charlie and got his shotgun, and his shotgun is ridiculous. Yeah, really uh, so I would just kind of run around, and eventually, I got a trinket for it that allowed it to 
penetrate through enemies and hit multiple enemies in a line. I got that too. So Ooh. I would just run around and like since the since I played on PS5, uh, every PS5 FPS has some level of aim assist. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So I would just walk up, kind of point my my cursor vaguely in the direction of someone, and just really quickly tap L2 to aim and just like knock heads down them. Yeah. Know, over and over and it's so satisfying i used that shotgun for a while uh and i don't know if you mentioned it but the the gimmick of that shotgun is people you hit are slowed down yeah um the only i ended up replacing it with a shotgun that did bleed damage so if it didn't kill them they would start to bleed out so it's like because with the shotgun i'm only switching to a shotgun when they're really close and i'm killing them with one hit anyways so it's like okay if i don't kill them in the one hit then they'll just die to the bleed. Uh, so that ended up being super useful. But yeah, shotguns in this game are, are pretty important for oh crap moments. Also, Tikan, none of them think about it. There's a slab that I didn't use once, and I don't don't think Andrew used it once. It's called Havoc. And I I think I used it one time, but I didn't I, I didn't like try to like make it add it to my repertoire. So it it makes you more powerful and there's things that make it so like if you kill people it extends the length of it and if you kill people it like gets gives you health back. It basically is just like a power steroid. Which sounds based on the way you're playing sounds yep, like yep, that's nope, that, that's right that up your alley. <laughs> it's, it's the complete opposite of how I played, so I didn't touch it at all. And that's what's so cool about it. You can do play this so, game in really different ways i'm gonna try don't tell me where it is but i'm gonna try really hard to get that sniper because like outdoors i'm normally more like i'll sit back and try and snipe people with my pistol mm -hmm. uh if i can get that sniper oh god but indoors i just like i will run right up to someone and shoot them in the face I or i'll hack them with my machete looking for trinkets that increase the accuracy of your gun because i put that on my pistol and you could even with the submachine gun, from very far distances, if you put the cursor over their head and pull the trigger, it's still a one-hit kill. And you have, and there's, I found trinkets that do um, full damage at longer yeah. range. Yep. So it, I did those too. So my accuracy, my full damage were increased with the. Are there so like, only gray and blue trinkets, or are there higher yeah, there are tier? They're purple. Okay. Yeah, I haven't you, seen. Yeah, any I yet. think I think once you like raise. The I think I'm earlier in the game than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, no, you're very, very early still. I think I think you once only have you one flap. Uh, increase the level of your gear generally to like mostly purple, then once you kill repeat visionaries, it will they will start to only drop purple trinkets. Yeah. Okay. So the game does a very good job of scaling itself that way, where like it, it is able to recognize kind of your general power level and give you increasingly good gear as a result it's like jeff happened to find a really good sniper early on in the game but i think that's tied to a quest so technically he could have found it at any time i found the same gun but not until way later in the game and by yeah. that point i already had like a fully kitted out you know selection of guns one of the other guns i used for most of the game which was another uh orange gun which was the submachine gun which has two clips in it so mm -hmm. you can uh reload it while you're still shooting yeah, it can um, shoot forever as long as you have ammo. Yeah. So, really? Yeah, so I used that one and the shotgun for most of the game. Oh, huh, that's um, cool. The dual pistol one that I found is pretty cool. Yeah. There's a, I there's found, so I many found cool, that, like, like, nuggets and, and hidden things. My first, like, first run, like, during, like, the tutorial and whatnot. Yeah. I was just running around, and I found this room, 
that needed four batteries to unlock. So then I spent another 20 minutes scouring the map for four batteries. So I'm like, okay, I know I saw some over here, over here, and I did it. And then I realized I did all that work for nothing because I wasn't going to be able to keep the guns. Oh, yeah, that's why advice to anyone playing the game is go up till you're introduced to Residium and then start to like explore. Because like exploring and finding cool nuggets is pointless until you can keep the things that you find. Yeah. Yeah, no, every, every single level, I pretty much make sure that I go everywhere on the map to make sure I don't miss anything. I mean, I, I feel Eventually, like, and here's the thing right. about this game is like, you can set a personal limit on it where you like, I've heard recommendations from other people to just remove waypoints from the game, remove objective markers, because the, if you, even if you don't select any of your leads as your current objective, it will still tell you where and what time of day that event is going to happen. So it makes it even more like Outer Wilds in that sense, where all you know is where and when to go, and from then it's up to you to use the information at your disposal to figure it out, which is you know very appealing to some people who want who want to play that way. Similarly, if you don't infuse any of your weapons, you can almost play the game like it's a real roguelike, where every time you go into a new run or new loop, you start from scratch and then you can like, you know, kind of use what you find as, as the day goes on. This game has so much depth to it. It's like, it's insane. Yeah. It's cool to see everyone playing it so differently and to hear that Tegon is playing it so differently than you and I played it. Andrew is really cool. Yeah. I think my one, I have a couple, only really a couple like big, uh, gripes with it. One is the ending, which we'll get to at a later date, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but and the other is that as enjoyable as it is to uncover the mystery and solve the steps for yourself, and that's kind of the point of it is to like it's almost like you're putting together a puzzle, and once the puzzle is complete, then you execute it. Uh, finally, like you're just figuring out what you have to do and then you will do it all. But um, I see, I almost like, I, I'm almost doubling back on the thing I was about to say, which is that I almost wish that you could, in theory, complete a run on your first try if you knew what to do. Or even if, like, because there's basically no way for you to be able to complete the loop or break the loop, like, early on like that you have to take multiple loops in order to do it because there are certain steps of the loop that require you to know a certain code or like interact with with somebody in a certain way like basically because since you retain information throughout loops like there's information you have to gain first and then take back with you on an earlier loop so i almost wish that there was a way for you to just break the loop on your first try if you were smart enough but I but I feel like it's a moot point since that's obviously not the point of the game. Yeah, that's I think that's so unnecessary because I doubt there's a single person in the entire world that played Outer Wilds, which you can beat on the first loop if you know what you're doing, who beat it genuinely on the first loop. That's just like not the point of these games. I feel like I it, that would take a lot. So like from the, the only the only reason to have that is for speedrunning purposes which is like cool whatever if yes. people want to speedrun it that's that's 
fine. I'm sure people will find a way to break this and speedrun it anyways, like right. they do with every game. I think a but part like... of me just thinks it would be hilarious if somebody somehow stumbled into, like, like doing it. It's just not possible. Time. I know, you know it's not, but like, so then I, like, there's I... no point in having it. I know. I just like don't even like. I'm just questioning my own existence at this point. I'm like, why am I? Why did I even bring this up? Like, it's just it's I'm so stupid. <laughs> but, but I'd like that's just it's just a thought I had. I was like, oh yeah. well, what if you know? What if I would have been able to do this on the first try? But like playing the game the way it's meant to is obviously a, a fucking blast anyway. So like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I had a few technical issues with this game, but I feel like I've been running into technical technical issues with almost every new big triple a game i play they're just so big and ambitious i feel like it's nearly impossible to not have some sort of technical bug hiccup or glitch uh i had an instance where um i my game just like completely froze for a while and i sent you guys a video of this where like no matter what i did the game was just hard frozen and i just let it sit there for a minute and it eventually would be fine i had a couple like weird interactions where my character model went flying like after like bouncing off of something weird or like an explosion happened. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Ha- I'm trying to remember. Some I had, one. I had one where you I had was, some drift. I was viewing a, uh, a mini com message or like a, a letter lying there. And when I tried to uh, exit that, I Colt will just stand there and I couldn't interact with anything. I couldn't move, but like the game was still running. Yeah, so. I I had a weird thing where like I tried to exit out of a menu while at the same time while pressing a button to select something, and so it like freaked out, and then I like went in and out of like a menu a couple times, like it wouldn't let me select trinkets and stuff. So after I backed out, I was hovering over the main page where it was like break the loop, protect the loop, and I was just like what, and I couldn't select either of the things. It just like fully broke, and I was like, huh, okay, That's really breaking the loop right there. I I broke, I broke something. The only thing that I've run into was when I was messing with my sensitivity, which I still need to because it's not high enough. Um, I'd like be scrolling down the list, and then the scroll would just stop, even though I'd keep moving down, and like it wouldn't let me click on sensitivity. It'd let me click on the one above it and the one below it, but it wouldn't let me click on it. So then I'd have to back all the way out and go back in, and then I'd accidentally miss it again, and then it wouldn't let me click it, and I had to do that like five times just to change the sensitivity. Yeah, this is another instance of a game where you're like on a menu and then there's a cursor that you control. Fuck that shit. Every game that does that can go fuck itself. I hate it, it so much. It feels yeah, like, just I mean, let me hit it, the it, down it, arrow and so I can click each one. It just yeah. feels like it was designed for PC first, which is which weird is, since this was always advertised as a PlayStation game. Which is yeah. why I didn't realize it was out for PC. Yeah, Tcon is like, man, I wish this game came to PC. I would have loved to have played it there. And I'm just like, it did. Because I much prefer... FPS on PC, but I'm glad I got it on the PS5 because one, it gives me another game to play on the PS5, and just all the haptic feedback and stuff that oh, yeah. the game offers, and like playing the different audios through the the controller, I actually like that a lot. So I am glad that I got it. It's just I need to fine tune the sensitivity. Yeah, it was really cool. Every faster. time, every time Juliana said anything to me, I was like, nice. I was like, yeah. this is hilarious. <laughs> I loved that it was coming through the controller. I thought it worked yeah. really well. One of the yeah, first, one of the first interactions that like you ever have with Juliana is hysterical. Colt, like she's mad at you for something, and Colt is like, "We dated, didn't we?" And then like another thirty seconds of conversation happens, and at the end, Colt is like, "Yeah, we dated." Yeah, yeah no, we just, definitely like, dated. She's just shit talking you, and he's like, "Yeah, we dated." Yeah, it's so funny. 
Um, so speaking of Juliana, have you guys played as her at all? Like invading a, other I, people's? That's a good segue, Tikan. <laughs> no, I did I not. Did not. <laughs> I had no interest in it, and I also turned it off so that no one could invade my game because I don't want anyone else interfering with my single-player game. Andrew was telling me stories of how people would just invade other people's game as Juliana and then just camp the the that's the, the thing where you have to unlock the tunnel. That wasn't like, just a story. That just happened to me. Like did it? Yeah, a couple of times. I got to a point I didn't I turned it off I kept it on initially because I wanted to experience the game kind of as it was intended. Cause to before we go really any further, so the game has an option, like Jeff, you mentioned earlier, the main menu of the game has two options break the loop or protect the loop. Break the loop is what most people are going to pick. That's where you play as Colt and your objective is to kill eight visionaries and break the loop. But you technically have an option to play as Juliana where you can invade other people's games as Juliana. Because when you're playing as Colt, Juliana, an AI or otherwise, will come and kill you. She's one of the visionaries you need to kill in order to break the loop. Um, but So she will kind of come and kill, try and kill you during the levels, and you can kill her, and she will have a random slab most of the time. So that's another way you can get slabs. But that Juliana can be another human player, uh, which is... A pretty cool concept you know dark souls did a similar thing where you can get invaded by other spirits but dark souls is kind of a different beast because in that there's really no point to invading other players worlds other than to be a dick whereas this in death loop it's built directly into the story i still feel the so, only reason you do it though is to be a dick so yeah, yeah this is going to sound really hypocritical but i shut it off so people couldn't invade me but i really want to invade other people just yeah yeah i mean i wanted to yeah, do it just to see what the, it was like because like but it can also like give you another side of the story right because juliana because it's a loop always wakes up in the same location so it's like you just get to experience that world from her perspective and and you can also unlock different outfits for colt by doing uh oh is that gym. is that how you unlock those mm-hmm. oh, okay i, never I was gonna that. play it yesterday but like there was a whole like video and scene and all this stuff that I was playing. I'm like, uh, I kind of just want to go to sleep. So I got through like the tutorial where it shows you like how you can equip her and stuff and how the more you play, like the better gear you'll get as her and whatnot. Um, so I definitely want to try it just to yeah. see how it is and just to, yeah, be a dick and kill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> but not for... allow them to do it to me. Yeah, so I had it on initially, and for a while it was fine, you know, every every once in a while a Juliana would show up, we'd have a little battle, sometimes I would win, sometimes they would win, and that was, it was fun for a little bit, but it got to a point where I'm like, I was trying to do a specific thing in my loop, it required me to do something in the morning, and then go to a different location in noon, uh, and do another thing, and so it was like a two-part execution for me to do this, and for maybe three loops in a row, I got invaded by a Juliana every single time period. So morning would come, I would get invaded. If I beat that Juliana or escaped, then I would go to noon and I would get invaded again and usually die. And then the next morning would come and I would get invaded and I would die. And it, it just got so fucking annoying because it was every single time and all of these guys are like 
clearly the same kinds of people who are who play Dark Souls just to invade other people, where it's like they're better at first-person shooters than me. The reason that I enjoy this as a first-person shooter is because I'm not playing against other humans. So it's like they'll just, you know, they'll just stand on like this rooftop and snipe me from a distance. And I'm like, OK, I can't even see you. Or they'll just run up to me. And because Juliana's power is that she can disguise herself as any other character in the map, including Colt. So she'll often disguise herself as someone else and, you know, just like assassinate you or something. And so it just got so annoying that I, sh- that I shut it off eventually. But I think yeah. it's a cool concept. I see. I hate it as a concept because there's only one type of person that's going to do that, and it's the type of person who, for some reason, finds satisfaction out of making someone they don't know, like, and they'll never communicate with, miserable. And if that's who that's you are as a person, sadism. what the fuck? Yeah, dude, what the fuck? Do something better with your life. If you're just going to keep ruining other people's good times because that brings you enjoyment. I mean, the one fuck. thing. The one excusable part of it is that there are trophies tied to playing as Juliana, and there are people who religiously platinum games. Yeah. So. I made it so that only friends could invite me, and I was waiting to see if any of you would do it. But I, I also did. I did the. None of you guys thing. were playing when I was playing, or else I probably would have tried. I yeah. got. Cause I, had to... I just want to. I want to at least try it. I'll probably try it once or twice, and then that'll be it. Because of the whole Juliana thing, you can't pause this game. So I like, I was on the PlayStation home menu because I had to poop or Kiana was crying or something. Um, and I needed to go take care of whatever. I don't remember. It's probably poop. Um, and Death poop. Death poop. And I came back and I was dead because apparently the AI Juliana spawn killed me. Yeah. And I was just like, and you can't pause the game. So even it's really frustrating that even if it's not being controlled by a person, you can't like say, hey, game, chill. I have something I have to go do. That's really frustrating. Yeah, but I think it uh, I just think it adds to the immersion of it, you know, because this the game, it's like it's about time, but not in like an active sense. But I don't know. It just it felt right to me that that was how it is, you know? Yeah. As an adult um, who has other random things that pop up in his life, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would do a, I would do the same thing where I would pause the game and, you know, go look up something on my phone and then realize, oh shit, some enemy just walked around the corner is about to kill me. Yeah. Uh, and realize you can't do that. So. Yeah. But uh, the last the last question I have for you guys is, game of the year. It is currently at the top of my list. For sure. It is. I am struggling to decide whether I like it more than Returnal or not. Uh, I don't have Returnal nearly as high on my list as you do. Well, I don't um, have Resident Evil Village nearly as high as you do. Exactly. But regardless, I think this is the best game that's come out this year. I I didn't I play Returnal. Agree with and that. I still have to finish Resident Evil. That's been a huge pain in my ass because I keep having, like, every 15 minutes, the FPS will just drop to, like, 7. And I have to completely shut the game off and go back in, but the game is still good. Yeah. But once I, I think I'm gonna wait to give um, if I think this will be my game of the year or not until I get a little further. In. I I am loving once you the get game further in, it, It'll be your favorite game of this year for sure. Yeah, I I am really enjoying it. 
there is also still big games like Metroid and Halo to come out too. So this isn't necessarily going to be the definitive game of the year uh, for me. Yeah. There is a good chance that Halo will just shit on every other game for me. So that's sure. You are a fanboy. Uh, a little bit. The um, this is the first game that's come out in a real since Returnal this year that I have actively been thinking about outside of playing it and like wanting to go back and play more and i definitely have been yeah thinking about it like outside and i feel like it'll only get worse the more i play and like oh how do i am i gonna do this how am i gonna do that yeah yeah i I think it's gonna get its hooks in you real strong pecan yeah i just can't wait to find that sniper Uh, I don't remember even where I found it, but I know. Exa- no, it's okay. I can, don't tell me. I, I wanna... can tell you exactly where to go and when to find it. If All you want. I remember, that's okay. You know, I'll, I'll like... find it because I've been ex- like heavily exploring each place I go to. So that's the way to do it, man. There's even without outside of all the visionary stuff. There's a lot of just secrets that you can find. Secrets that I didn't even take the time to uncover like there's yeah, an up a lot of there's stuff. this entire series of like glyphs and and codes to unlock this secret safe underneath the the castle that i'd like attempted to try and like didn't even get close to figuring out there's it's, an obstacle course in updom there's a trivia place in uh carl's bay course. yeah it's like when really? you come at, when you come out of the tunnels and there's uh there's like those two people there and there's a door right on your left. You go into that door. I think you can only do it at a certain time of the day. And it's made by Charlie. And it's like, you have to like dip and dodge through lasers. You have to like stay on a path as it's like changing. Oh, wow. I <laughs> yeah, I did that. it. I did it for a little bit and then stopped. Because like, I think there's like a super prize if you do it in a certain amount of time. And I didn't even come close. But yeah, so then there's like a trivia place. I found the trivia one. Yeah, so there's a I lot. I didn't of... understand it at first. There's a lot of stuff like that that if you really put in the time and like you can probably get rewarded very heavily. I'm sure there's a lot of gold guns and whatnot that I didn't see because I only saw the two, which was the sniper and then the the double magazine pistol that you were talking about, Andrew. Oh, so you didn't even find the dual pistols that turn into an SMG? Nope. That's cool. It's two pistols and then you literally just take them together and lock them in. He holds it kind of like this. Yeah. SMG. Yeah, I think they struck the balance of, of RNG in this game you know, really well because there's just enough stuff there to keep it interesting the longer you play, but like it's like it almost seems like you like once you have beaten the game, you've found everything, even if you haven't. You know, mm-hmm. like because you know, Jeff, you and I are now talking about stuff that we never found, then that other people did. But it, like when I was playing, I was getting so many repeat trinkets and stuff that I was just like, okay, I must have you know pretty much capped the game to its limits, but clearly there was so much more for me left to find yeah there's a lot here it's really really cool yeah so most likely the current front runner for the game strikes podcast for game of the year uh but the next you know several months are going to be uh quite popping as the kids say so (laughs) we will definitely see how it turns out uh, Wait, I I know what'll be game of the year. Skyrim Metroid Edition. Oh. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. I forgot that that's coming out. I used to love my brothers and I used to play the fuck out of Super Monkey Monkey Ball. Monkey yeah. Monkey. Well, uh, you know, 
Deathloop has exactly one more trivia game than the Game Sharks podcast does because I didn't do it. So we're going to wrap oh, up oh, this episode. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm not super far into Deathloop, so like, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I, what yeah. exactly you could do for trivia that won't spoil things. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know how what you, what to do for your extracurriculars when it, you don't know until 15 minutes before the podcast whether everyone is even going to show up or not. But we'll find out about that one next week. <laughs> When I think Jeff, huh. we're planning on talking about Kena. Yep, next week. Uh, hopefully, I get enough time to play it. But the yeah. goal is to talk about Kena. I have Spirit. currently only played a couple of hours, and I hope to play more by next week. I have played a half hour, and I hope to play more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the tough thing about all these games coming out is finding the time to play them. Um, but. Uh, if you want to tell us about how much adult life sucks, you can email us at gamesharkspodcast at yahoo.com. Please email us. Um, our good friend Jose streams pretty regularly over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash haywire underscore J. Our show art is done by Sam Lopes and our music was done by Matt Ferrara. Uh, tell Jeff why he's dumb and Bayonetta 3 is going to be great. And with that, we are Finn. Bye. Ha 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 ha!